You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this episode, I share with you how I see my role as a coach and why that supports my clients. If you're wanting to scale your coaching practice and serve more clients without feeling burnout or frustration, keep listening. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillips. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you how I see my role as a coach and why that supports my clients. The reason why this is coming up is because something I've noticed on a lot of calls with my clients and even in Slack messages or Voxer messages is that I get a lot of questions about clients who are struggling with boundaries and taking responsibility for their own clients' results and really feeling that pressure and frustration of feeling like either the client isn't listening to them or the client isn't getting the results and they're taking it really personally and it's upsetting for them. And I think that we need to clean up some of the energy around that. And this is a conversation I've had so many times over the years that I wanted to bring it to the podcast because maybe you have felt this way sometimes where you're working with a client and they are getting frustrated because they're not getting results or you're getting frustrated because they're not listening to you and then therefore they're not getting results. So I think it's time for us to clean that up. And one of the reasons why I also think it's going to be beneficial for you is because I think it's really going to improve and give you a better experience of being a coach. Because if it feels really heavy and it feels really draining, then it makes sense that you're going to be like, oh, I don't want any more clients. My roster is full or, you know, I don't have capacity. And I think part of being a seven-figure coach, an eight-figure coach is really expanding your capacity to hold space for others. And that happens when we know what is our responsibility and what is not. So I want to share with you how I see my role as a coach, why that supports my clients. And also I think it's just interesting to kind of look under the hood and see what does a coaching client relationship look like, you know, with me as a multiple seven figure CEO and, you know, business coach to thousands of people at this point. So the first thing I'll go ahead and say is that when this question is coming from clients of, you know, what do I do? I'm feeling really frustrated or really kind of emotionally enmeshed with my clients is that we need to do two things. So the first thing is we need to reframe your role as the coach, but also we need to remember what is the power and the role of the client. So for me, something that I believe to be true and always have always will is that everyone is deeply powerful and deeply capable of changing their own life and that their life will change when they decide and when they do the work and when they make the moves and they make the changes. So I can't take that power from my clients. I can't be saying, you know, oh, I need to be doing something differently and then they'll get results or I need to be giving different advice and then they'll get results because that's not up to me. That is only up to that person. And I think when we sometimes take that on of what can I be doing differently, we take the power away from our clients. And coaching for me is ultimately about having our clients empower themselves. 
and it is a relationship of empowerment. And so taking that away from them and making it about me is not the role of coaching. So that's the first thing that I believe to be true, which is everyone is deeply powerful and capable and they are the change makers of their own lives. Now, the second thing that I really want to dive into is kind of how I see my role as a coach and how my clients see their roles as coaches. If they are coaches, some of my clients are, you know, service providers and things like that. But if I do have clients as coaches, I think it's really important that when someone is feeling frustrated and enmeshed to remind them of what that role is. So I don't see a coach as the person who always has all the answers, who makes the perfect game plans, who has all the perfect strategies. I see a coach as someone who is there to hold the vision with a client and to help them stretch into the highest possible version of themselves. So it's not to have the right answers. It's not to say the right things. It's not to, you know, have some sort of magic pill to make them a million dollars. It is about handing that power back to your clients and helping them change their own lives. That is what coaching is about. Now, as a business coach, there's also a layer of strategy and marketing and sales that I do with my clients. And I'm going to address that, but I want to go ahead and dive in now to how I see my role and what beliefs I have. And I think you can go ahead and internalize some of these and it will really heal your relationship that you have with coaching. Because I think far too many people have said that they're getting drained from coaching and they can't do it anymore. And that's because the boundaries and the energy between coach and client are not clean. So we're going to clean that up. So the first belief that has really served me in terms of how I see my role as a coach is that everyone's timing is perfect. Sometimes where the energy gets murky and muddy is when people start comparing to clients or when a client starts comparing themselves to another client, thinking that because someone is moving faster or because someone is moving slower, that someone is wrong and that someone is broken or missing something. So if you have a client who's coming to you and they're frustrated because they're not getting results, but someone else is something to keep coming back to and something to keep trusting is that everyone's timing is perfect. And something that you might have noticed is that your clients will mirror your energy. So if you have the energy of something's wrong, we need to fix it. Or if you start addressing what that client is doing and why that client might be getting those results and this person might not, it's validating for them that energy and that belief system of, Something is wrong with my process and with my journey, and I need to change that. So the first thing that I hold true as a coach is that everyone's timing is perfect. And I also believe that time will speed up when the client decides that they are ready to speed up time. And so if you find that a client is kind of slow moving, what I would invite you to consider is that that slow energy and that slow process is serving them right now. Maybe it's serving them because they have a lot of mindset stuff that they need to work on. Maybe it's serving them because they have a lot going on at home that they need to give extra space and attention to. Maybe it's serving them because they need to get the back end of their business clean and organized before they can have a big quantum leap. But trusting that the journey is perfect, the timing is perfect, will create a lot of ease in your clients and Ironically, it will usually be the thing that helps them speed up when we are so determined to get out of where we are is when we stay stuck in where we are because there is a lesson to be found there. So I do not make it wrong when a client is having issues or struggling or moving slow because I know that they are meant to be there for a reason. So if I feel like a client could be further along, 
I don't make that mean something about me because their soul to be cho- their soul chose to be there for whatever reason that I don't even need to know. All I have to do is hold space for them. So that's the first kind of big belief that I have around my role as a coach. The second is I also see myself as an expander. So even though I believe my clients are exactly where they're meant to be and I will meet them where they're at, I also acknowledge and I also know that I am there to help them paint an even bigger picture than the one that they can imagine for themselves. So I want to stretch my clients. I want to push them. And I think what will come with experience is knowing when and how to push your clients. But as an example, I have a client who comes to mind. I've spoken about her on previous episodes and she will say, you know, I want to make a million dollars and I'll say 10 because she is just so ready for that big stretch and that is something that energizes her and that's something that she can stretch into and it can be financial goals that people expand into it can be personal goals it can be romantic relationships it can be whatever it is but I see myself as an expander for my clients I'm there to help them expand the possibilities of what they think is even a potential for their lives so it's not about them coming to me and saying I want to make a hundred thousand dollar business okay, great. Yes, let's do that. But then after that, let's go make a million dollars, right? So it's always about just kind of stretching them into something. It's like that saying, you know, if you shoot for the moon, you'll land on the stars. Wherever people end up is perfect. But I think stretching for something so much bigger than they ever could have imagined is really what's going to create a lot of energy and excitement and trust, but also results. The third thing that really informs how I see my role as a coach is also knowing that I am a mirror for my clients. And what I mean by that is my clients know what they want. They know how to show up. They know what they should be doing. It's just that sometimes people know what to do, but they're not actually doing it. And so my job is to mirror that back to them. Or my job is to help them make sense of the things that they say that they want. So as an example, I'll sometimes have a client come to me And let's say they're choosing between, do I launch program A or do I launch program B? And, you know, they need to decide for this time frame what makes sense. And so they'll explain to me, you know, I'm thinking about maybe I launch program A, but the timing isn't really great on that. So I would be super stressed, but I think it would make a lot of money. Or I think maybe I should launch program B. I have all the assets ready to go. So I think it would be um, a little bit easier of a sell and it would still make money, but I'm not sure maybe I should do program A. What do you think? it sounds like they really want to launch program B, right? It's ready to go. It's easier. It's going to make money. So I get to reflect back to my clients and be a mirror for what it is that they want and they stand for and they believe to be true and help them kind of sort those pieces out. And what that also is really important for is that it encourages self-trust. So when you are constantly the one making decisions for your clients They become dependent on you, but that's also when you mess yourself up and you think that their results are dependent and responsible on you. So what I want to do is I want to help my clients make decisions. And the truth is, and I can tell you this after six years in business and thousands of clients served, is that there's no one right way to build a business. You can do it any way you want. You can do it with webinars. You can do it with funnels. You can do it in the DMs. You can do email marketing. Like You can literally do anything coaching services, courses, funnels, blah, 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 whatever. It's just about finding a way to make it work for that person. So 
If they are constantly outsourcing decision-making to me, they will never trust themselves to make decisions. And I don't need to make decisions for them. I can offer feedback, advice, guidance on how to have the decision that they made work best, easiest, smoothest, most strategically. So I'm really there to be a mirror for my clients and to reflect back to them what is it that they want, but also where is it that they're stuck? Where is it that they're kind of creating the stresses for themselves You know, so for example, let's say I have a client who comes to me and they're really stressed out about a team situation where their OBM isn't hitting the mark and isn't getting done the things that they want. And then, you know, I kind of hear a little bit more about the client and they're kind of frustrated because they just want the OBM to get it. Maybe the thing I need to mirror back is, okay, it sounds like your OBM is really struggling because they don't have all of the information and that's something that you're not giving to them. Like, oh yeah, I see how maybe I haven't set them up for success. So those are the moments that I want my clients to have. I want them to have those aha, holy shift moments where they realize how their results make sense. But also if your results make sense, then it becomes really easy to solve problems, right? If my clients have that moment where they realize, you know what, I'm only posting on social media twice a week, If I posted more, I would probably get more results. Those are the moments that I want to facilitate with my clients. But also, again, it just really encourages and builds that self-trust so that they feel more confident because I think part of a coaching client relationship is it's not just about having all the answers. In fact, it's not about that at all. I think what makes those relationships last, because I just had a client recently re-sign with me for her fourth year, is they want to and they need to enjoy the coaching process. They need to enjoy being supported. And that doesn't necessarily mean giving the answers. It means helping people find the answers for themselves. Now, sometimes I also see my role as a coach as being a permission slip for my clients, where a lot of times I'll have a client come to me and they want to do something, but they don't know if it's going to work or they don't know if it's a crazy idea. And it might not work and it might be it might be a crazy idea. But that's not actually the point and that's not for me to know. So it's just about giving your client permission to go do the thing that they really want to do. Because what I've also, you know, know to be true and have learned to be true is that if someone really wants something to work, they will work it until it works. Right. So if your client really, really, really wants to launch a podcast, but you are not a podcast person, you think they should be on YouTube let them launch the freaking podcast. Let them go do the thing that they want to do. Whatever it is that they want to play with, let them chase their curiosity and excitement. Now, as a coach, sometimes we need to have that discernment of, you know, okay, maybe this isn't actually excitement and they don't actually need a permission slip. Maybe what they need is to be held to their vision because this is just shiny object syndrome. And some of that comes with experience. But sometimes we know when a client really wants to do something and it is a good idea. It's just that they need that validation from another person to go do the thing. And I think it's about balancing both. I think it's about giving that external validation, that external permission slip, while also encouraging self-trust and reminding them that they can write that permission slip for themselves. They do not need to get it from anybody else, but sometimes give the permission slip, sign it. Because that's also, I think, what our clients sometimes need to get out there and to get into action. And as a coach, I also see myself as you know, kind of a a box that they can kind of bounce around in and get feedback and brainstorm and get ideas. So I'm there to be that for my clients. One thing that you're going to notice in coaching clients is you're going to come up over the same things many, many times. So maybe you find that your client, when they're in a launch, they always stress out the last week and then they pull back. If you start to tell yourself that you're doing something wrong there, you're not supporting them in the right way, 
I think it's really important to note that when it comes to working with humans, it is not personal. It is a pattern, right? It has literally nothing to do with you. They're just acting out a pattern because that pattern is serving them in some way. So for example, maybe as I said, that client who always pulls back at the end of the launch, maybe they are really frightened of hitting the number and what that might mean and how it might impact their finances or their personal life or their schedule or whatever. So they pull back at the end. That has nothing to do with me and that's not going to ruin my day or mess me up or anything. That is a pattern that they are acting out. So I am there to help them break that pattern and help them see that that pattern is not serving them, but also that they're the ones acting out that pattern. And so I think that's also where having a coach becomes super crucial, but also where it's really powerful to have a coach over a long period of time. Because let's say you get a new coach every six months, they might not realize that it's a pattern because they've only been with you for a little bit. So if you have someone who can really be with you for the long haul over years, a mentor or a coach, they're able to help you identify those patterns. They shouldn't be making it mean anything about themselves and they should be helping you to shift out of that. Now, the last thing I want to go ahead and say about how I see my role as a coach, and then I'm going to go ahead and talk about the strategy piece of things, is that I'm really there to hold the vision with my clients. So something that is very common in working with humans is you have a lot of limiting beliefs and unhelpful thoughts pop up telling you that you can't do something or you can't have something. And as a coach, I see it as my job not to play into those negative thoughts. I can hold space for them. I can help process them. I can help shift them. But I'm never going to be like, you know what? Maybe we should lower the launch goal. Or you know what? Maybe we should adjust down the numbers for the year. Because for me, it's not about lowering the goal. It's about raising the strategy, raising the conviction, raising the game plan. So I hold the vision for what it is that my clients want. We decide that the vision is the vision. We set the goal. We don't justify the goal. We can figure out how. We can always change something. Let's say the goal is you want to make a million dollars this year. And logically, it doesn't seem like it's on track. First of all, we don't play in logic. But second of all, no worries. What can we change? What can we tweak? How can we go ahead and make that happen? How can we stretch into that? So that's really how I see my role as a coach. I think that sometimes where a lot of that kind of unclean back and forth energy can come is when you're almost negotiating with each other what's realistic. And it's really not about what's realistic, right? And I think part of the reason why people struggle with that is because it comes back to this first idea of everyone's timing is perfect. They think that the timeline is kind of fixed where it's like, okay, well, if they don't make $100,000 in six months, then something's wrong. If they make $100,000 in seven months, does it really matter? Like they still made $100,000, right? So holding the vision and not worrying too much about the specific timeline or the specific how of how that happens, like that is a separate conversation. We hold the vision and then we can figure out how to make that happen specifically. So that's kind of the mindset that I have around how I see my results how I see my role as a coach. And the reason why that really supports my clients is I'm constantly pushing the power back to them. I am constantly reminding them that it's all going to work out. It's all perfect divine timing. They're their own best expert. It's just a pattern. They can shift out of it. 
They can write their own permission slip, and if needed, I'll write it for them. But at the end of the day, the power is in their hands. And the reason why that's so crucial is because when someone feels deeply powerful and capable, they show up differently. But more than that, when you are the person who is helping someone remember, not realize, but remember that they are deeply powerful and capable, I think that's where it creates a really healthy and positive and energizing coaching relationship where they're not with you because they need you, but they're with you because they love being supported by you, right? When someone feels like they need you, that's when the energy gets really messy. So that's kind of the mindset around how I see my role as a coach. Now, of course, as I said, I am a business coach, so I do provide a lot of strategy with my clients. So holding all of what I just said of my clients are their own best experts, but then also holding at the same time that I'm there to give specific strategic advice to my clients. I want to also go ahead and talk about what that looks like in my role as a coach. So I always offer specific feedback to my clients when they're giving me options. So something that a client might do when they're first working with me is they'll say something like, how should I launch my course? And so how is a really big question, right? And the answer is kind of annoying where it's like, how, how do you want to launch the course, right? There are a million different options. We could do an email sequence. We could do a webinar funnel. We could do an affiliate launch. Like there's so many options. So what I like to kind of throw back on my clients is what options are you considering? So let's say they're thinking either I'm going to open a wait list and sell to the wait list, or I'm going to do an affiliate launch. That's where I like to give really specific feedback to my clients on the options they're considering. So something I might tell them is affiliate launches are very time intensive and it, you know, we might not have the perfect affiliates in our audience yet to do that. Why don't we work on the wait list? Here's some specific strategies to have in place. You know, with my clients, they can bring me sales pages and copy for feedback on our coaching calls. I will go through and give very specific feedback on you know, we need to have this above the fold. We need to have X number of testimonials anytime after we list payment. So it's very specific sales strategy to make sure that what they have decided as their launch plan in collaboration with me is going to work based on the latest sales and marketing advice. So I'm always providing specific marketing and sales strategies, but at the end of the day, whatever my client decides can work, it's just about working with them to find a way to make it work best. So whether they decide that they wanna sell in the DMs or on sales calls, it's like, okay, that's the decision that you've made. Here's how we can make that work a little bit easier. So I do believe that it is important to provide specific feedback to clients, but the caveat to that is I am providing specific feedback based on the decisions that they have made or that we have made together that is best for them rather than what I think is best or rather than what I think would be best for me if I was doing that because every client is different. Some clients really hate launching or they really hate being visible or, you know, they might be really busy with kids or with family members. And so they don't have time to be visible every single day. So it's not about how do I get the biggest, best possible results by having them copy and paste my strategy. It's about how do I help them create a strategy that works for them and then work it to the best of their ability so that it gets the best possible results for what they're looking for. So that's kind of the balance between how I see my role as a coach on a mindset level, but then also specifically strategy-wise, how is it that I can support my clients? Because I do think that sometimes people can be a little bit too much in the mindset-y, feelings-y, that clients then feel frustrated because they're like, okay, but she was so vague, she never gave me any advice, like I don't know how to do anything. 
And then also sometimes when people are too kind of like, here's the strategy, go copy it, they get frustrated because it's like, well, this doesn't really take into account what I wanted or it only works for certain people, but also like my mindset is terrible and I'm super stressed out and I'm burnt out. So I think there has to be a balance of both. Something that has also really served me in balancing that is a lot of my trainings, I give my clients all of my training. So rather than us talking on a coaching call about how do I create a content calendar, they can go watch my content planning workshop, come up with a sample content calendar, and I can work with them to refine that. So it's really about keeping the coaching space, about giving them specific guidance for them, for their situation, for their business, as opposed to just teaching kind of generic strategies. So I think it is a balance of both. And I think this is really where if you can keep this super clean and if you can keep this belief of your clients are deeply powerful and capable and you know what your role is as a coach and you know what your role is not as a coach. And if like me, you are a business coach, you can kind of give that specific feedback while also helping them create their own strategy, knowing that they're the own best experts of their businesses. I think that's when coaching can be really fulfilling and rewarding, but also that belief of this is draining is going to disappear. I know some people nowadays are like only doing audio calls. They don't want to be on video because they think it really drains their energy. I'm sure for some people it does drain their energy, but I think for a lot of people, it's just that it feels really emotionally heavy because it's kind of crossing the line of what's my responsibility and what's not. So I wanted to go ahead and share this with you and I hope that it was helpful for you and I hope that it serves you and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. We release new episodes each and every week. So make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to work with me to scale your business to six, seven, or even eight figures, send me a message because I'm currently accepting new clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week.